Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Thanks again to Chris Plank of the Sooners Radio Network and Sports Talk 1400 down in Norman for his time. He's on his way to the press conference with Bob Stoops, uh, athletic director Joe Castiglione, and and the president of Oklahoma. That's starting a little after three. What if they announce a head coach right there? Like, what if they already have somebody? Ooh. Like, they're just like, bye, Lincoln, we got your replacement. Ooh. What's up? We're here. <laughs> Instead of Bob Stoops coming out, it's Brent Venables. Brent Venables. That would be wild. That, that, I, look, I hope that it is, happens. It is such I a, hope they have somebody and they flew them uh, in under the radar. Nobody knew. They worked out a contract and everything, and they're ready to go. It, that is just so wild how – I was talking to Jake just now. It, it's just so wild that they had no idea. There, there wasn't even a rumor of it. and it USC somehow, was connected to everybody. USC was connected yeah. to James Franklin, and then he signed his extension, and then you didn't hear any other coach for the yeah. USC job. Like, there was yeah. no, like USC was just quiet. And nobody was talking about like who was going to take that job. USC was moving in silence. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what a real that's what a real power program does. You're not going to know what we're doing until we do it. Yeah, that's wild. All right, let's move on to Nebraska. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman Text Line. Both those open for you for the remainder of the show. Stick around at three one on one with DP. I believe Derek Walker. Derek Walker, the current leader in field goal percentage yes. in the entire NCAA. Derek Walker. He'll be sticking. Get that right. He'll be coming in. The current king of field goal percentage. They're they're using him. Jacob Padilla, man. He had it. He had it right on the head man. the first time we talked to him, saying that they just need to get Derek Walker. In I would like I would like this show and Jacob to take credit for that. That is us. We we did that. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, Nebraska ball fans. All right, let's get to this text right here. Before we uh, kind of talk about it, Eric and Lincoln says, I was at the game. I just want to say for a three-win team, that crowd was loud and wanted that game so bad. The first half was buzzing. Then that punt block happened, and all the fun was sucked right out of the stadium. It's just amazing how one or two plays can determine the outcome for our games. No room for error with this team. It's frustrating. That's that's a good place to start. Okay. I just... I What's up, Rico? It's the, the punt block thing. They were still up by two scores. Like... I get it. And it's that's a, the, it's that's a what big, he's making. Yeah, I get it. It's a it's a big play and it hurts, but you're still up by two scores. Like you mm-hmm. you still have a chance to salt this game away. It's the fourth quarter. Like yeah. what are you doing? Should we should we talk about Logan Smothers play here? Do you want to do you want to dive into that a little bit? We can hit on Logan Smothers. All right, let's let's start on Logan Smothers a little bit because I I am I'm torn after what we saw on Friday. Um and and it's very intriguing. I've used those two words a lot, intriguing and interesting. Um, it's very fascinating. It's going to have a lot of eyeballs on it, on how um, everything kind of works together or works out with Nebraska these next two weeks. Hopefully sooner. Hopefully you find out sooner. Um, Hopefully Nebraska is moving in silence for their offensive coordinator. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that here in a second. But the whole Logan Smothers performance, I don't know how you guys thought he did. This was my opinion. You You ran him a lot. Like we kind of knew you were going to have to. Yeah. Part of that is the offense that Nebraska runs. Part of that was probably simplifying it for Logan Smothers, which I'll be honest. I thought Frost and company did a good job in the first half and and even the third quarter of simplifying and finding a game plan that worked for Logan Smothers. Not trying to ask him to do too much. You didn't ask him to read a ton of a ton of read or have a ton of reads to go through. Um, you, you asked him to turn and hand it off. Maybe a couple seven to ten yard throws. Nothing too crazy. 
And and he was able to use his legs as a weapon and not a, a get away and get out of jail free card out of the pocket, basically. But and, and that was that was encouraging, I will say. However, looking at it in in the fourth quarter, you, you needed him. And and people are going to say, well, Adrian would have made mistakes in that game, too. And, and I'm taking Adrian out of the We're not talking equation. about Adrian. It's like Adrian's not on the roster. But I look at it, and, and it was kind of the minute that you asked him, to, or the, the time that you asked him to do something, it, it didn't work. And and it kind of showed that they needed to make a simple game plan for him. And it worked out. Like I said, I, I give credit to Coach Frost and, and company for the game plan coming out of the, out of the kickoff because... They simplified it like we all kind of expected. We expected a lot of running, and it was a lot of running, but it was working on a defense that doesn't. It's it's all they're always stronger in the secondary rather than up front, especially you no know, with with now with uh, without AJ Epinesa anymore. There, there, the running game was was going to have to work if Nebraska wanted to find themselves in that game, and it worked. Like the quarterback run, the triple option, it worked. Mm-hmm. And throwing off of the run was working. Where yes. you, I mean, you, you ran him a lot, as, as we believe, simplifying everything, but the way that you were running him and, and keeping everything kind of behind the line of scrimmage and then just kind of backing off of the option and throwing it deep to, you know, Austin Allen, Samori Toure was, was working out because the defense was having to, the defense was getting sucked up on the run because it was, as you said, it was working. They were getting positive yardage on just about every play with either a handoff to the running back or an option play where he kept it or, you know, pitched it to whoever was there. You know, one of the pitches went to Omar Manning for like a yard. Yeah. Uh, but it was working. And then you saw the passes off of that were working. They weren't, they were weren't, you know, deep uh, touchdown passes, 70-plus yards to Samori Toure, but they were, you know, 15 yards, mm-hmm. 10 yards, 20-some yards, and it, and it was good. And then you'd get down in the red zone, and you'd use that running game where you're just letting your linemen line up and and punch whoever's in front of them in the mouth and try to knock them down. And and it it showed up for the first half of the game where you were like, this is, this is a really good offense. Yeah, it's simple. Yeah, it's like you know, you're running four plays to set up, you know, two plays, but it works and it and it's a fantastic looking offense. And then I don't I don't know if they went away from it in the second half or if Iowa just made enough adjustments and Nebraska didn't where Iowa started slowing down the run, which then led to Logan Smothers having to pass. And I think he's a good passer, but not enough where if you have to keep him in the pocket and and he has to win the ball, win the game with his arm, I don't know if he's there yet. But I think he can get there. Which it's interesting. This is a little side note. It's interesting that you say that because he's been here for two years. Two years. Development. That's that's what that I, that's, is, that's that's very thing. that's very interesting. Yeah, that is a big thing. But like also, you, I just want to. I was wrong on the score with the block punt. Hmm. It was they were up by one score, but I just I said two scores because I the safety and then the field yeah. goal. I just remember scoring twice. But yeah, that's my bad. Either way, like like Rico just said, the, the first half and the first couple quarters, you. The offense looked good, and and like we said, simple, and that's what you needed to have success against Iowa. You saw, and they mentioned it on the broadcast, you saw them building plays off of plays, and it was working successfully. However, there's that line that you don't know if that kind of offense is sustainable. And that's where that's where you kind of have to step back, and if you're Scott Frost, assess the future. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to, if you feel... Like in year three with Logan Smothers, if he decides to stick around, which I think for for everybody's sake, I think he they want to they want him to. If if he sticks around, then if you're if you're Scott Frost, you have to make sure that you are comfortable and confident enough in him knowing at least seventy five percent of the offense. He's got to get more, especially in year three. I'm not like I'm not saying that he doesn't know the playbook, but it seemed it seemed simplified. It seemed smaller. 
Um, but you're going to need to open up the playbook a little bit more. I mean, the plays were working. It was working, but then, you know, you come to the second half, the other team's going to make adjustments to the plays you're running. You also have to make adjustments. You're going to have to open up the playbook and get some more things going. But running the quarterback 20-plus times in a game is not mm-hmm. sustainable for an entire season. It works for a single that's, game. That's it how almost you get a quarterback for, injured. Yeah, it almost worked for a single game, but it's not going to work for an entire season, a la Adrian Martinez has yet to, to finish a season playing every single game. Like, it's yeah. just not sustainable to run your quarterback that much, allow him to get beat up that much, and think he can go – get through the rest of the season unscathed that's that's an interesting point that you made there Rico is about we've seen it once again this is a different way to use that same analogy that we've heard all season same story is if they decide that to come out and run an offense that involves running Logan Smothers 25 times a game not okay I know that's being out of out of line a little bit let's just say 15 times a game there is a chance that he is injured Mm-hmm. That's a lot to ask of a quarterback doing that every single every single week. That's, now, if that's it's, a lot. Now, if it's you know five or or ten like designed runs, and the rest are uh, uh, you know him scrambling out of the pocket, mm-hmm. yeah, I get that. That's that's understandable because that's not in your control. You didn't want to put him that in that position, but it but it just happened. But if you've got designed runs over you know over ten times a game, mm-hmm. and you're asking a Logan Smothers to run the ball that many times, and then oh stay in the pocket, you know you're you, you're probably going to get sacked a couple of times. You're going to take some hits here and there, but the the times when you're putting him out there to to you know hopefully he slides but to actually get hit is is extremely dangerous or it's it's just not right to expect him to get through the season unscathed. Four zero two four six. It's just a rough offense for a quarterback. Yeah. Four zero two four six four five six eight five Honda Lincoln Hotline. Let's go to the hotline, the phone line. We have Dan on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Dan, happy Monday. What's on your mind, man? Hey, uh, good afternoon, guys. I just wanted to make a comment about Logan Smothers' performance. I thought he did really well, mm-hmm. uh, considering the situation he was put in. Um, he was able to throw the ball to a six-nine tight end and not throw it 10 feet over his head, uh, which was a plus. He seemed like he was pretty slippery in the pocket, Wasn't mm-hmm. was able to evade, get out of some sacks, um, which people weren't sure if he was going to be able to do. I thought he ran the two-minute offense better than what I've seen the rest of the year. He seemed like he was able to down, uh, avoid the mistakes. The only question I have is, have you guys heard what happened on the last play? Because obviously the receiver stopped at like the 10-yard it line. Was, it and was. he threw the ball to the end line. Mm-hmm. Other than that, that's all I got. It, awesome. Thanks, it Dan. Was an, it was an option route, and uh, the receiver you know, broke the road off, route off short. Uh, Logan thought the receiver should have kept going. So on that one, they just have to be on the same page, and they weren't. You know, the receiver can run either route. You know, uh, post to the end zone or whatever route he was running there, or, or a curl and sit in the in the hole in the zone that he sees. But they they saw two different things, and Logan ended up throwing it uh, into the end zone, and and the safety was right there. I will say this: I wasn't as encouraged on that final drive as a lot of people were. It felt like it was, and and probably the reviews played a part in that, which was obnoxious the review the length of the reviews were obnoxious but when we're talking about a two-minute drill and yes adrian martinez has shown the inability to run a successful two-minute drill but like i said i'm taking the adrian martinez idea out of it um because i don't want to compare those two i want to just compare logan smother's performance to what the standard or expectation should be at nebraska or being successful what constitutes a successful drive a successful um uh just group of plays if if you want to say that 
And at the end of the day, yeah, it was an interception, but I'm not even worried about that. I'm, I'm looking at how they moved the ball in terms of play calling and, and the plays that they chose and the decisions that the players made and stuff like that. And taking the interception out of it, it took them 12 plays to go 47 yards in over two minutes. And yes, that's efficient for in the middle of a game, but at the end of the game, I, I would say differently. Well, I mean, you have to think that they were trying to take time off the clock to not allow Iowa to get the ball back, but which I get that. you have confidence in your defense. Like, at that point, you like, do, but score. If you, you do, but if you have the ball and you can hold on to it and you have confidence that you're going mm-hmm. to score, which, I mean, they, they hadn't scored in the second half mm-hmm. or, or at least in the fourth quarter, but they had confidence that they were going to get down the field and they were going to score, why not take more time off the clock and not allow them to possibly, you know, on a kickoff? But, I mean, they could have taken the, the kickoff back for a time. Like, it was just, it's one of those things where, where coaches, do it a lot where you have the ball with so much time left if you can take as much time off the clock before you give it back to your opponent Mm -hmm. that's what you want to do but that's my my response to that is you have not been able to have a a sustainable amount of success in the red zone you got to score you can't you can't worry about what they scored every time they got to the red zone yes but in this season they haven't true They're, they're one of the worst statistically this season in finding just points in total because your your kicker was bad, but also you needed a touchdown here and you need points. I, like that's where I, and I'm going to talk about it here probably this week is you got to control the things you can control. You cannot worry about whether or not Iowa scores because obviously the defensive side of the ball has been the the stronger side for Nebraska. You got to find points. You got to find points to put yourself in the game. We saw it last week against um, Wisconsin. Scott Frost admitted that he was trying to uh, take some of the time off while still uh, getting a successful drive and finding points. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. You got to get points, and and especially when you blow a twenty-one to six lead, you have to just find the end zone. You cannot be worrying about things like taking time off the clock and and making sure that your defense doesn't have to be out there for a minute and a half drive. That, that's just my whole thought. On I get that. that, but each one of their drives where they ended up scoring in in this in that game were pretty long, lengthy drives. They were you know double digit play. I mean, the first touchdown they took them twelve plays. The next touchdown thirteen plays. Uh, the 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 third touchdown nine plays. Like it, it took them a decent amount of plays to get down the field, and they're just they're just pounding away at Iowa, waiting for an opening. And when they finally got that opening, they would you know they're getting to the red zone and they're actually scoring in this game. Mm-hmm. So I I I didn't mind the drive. I I think they might if they would have been able to get into the red zone. I have a lot of confidence that they actually would have scored. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Let's go to Chris on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Chris, what's up, man? Hey guys. What we do know is that the offense is too complicated. You know, Logan Smothers is a smart guy, been in the offense two years, and there should have been more of the playbook open to him. Um, we do know that skilled players all over the place for years um, have been, you know, demoted, taken out for missing assignments because it's just it's too complicated. If that was one or two skilled players, that would be one thing. But every year there's several great skilled players that just can't grasp all the intricacies of the offense and then they get benched. And, you know, but then you watch schools like Ohio State. And Ohio State is a great program, unlike us. And, and they have freshmen in there all the time, making big plays, uh, playing a lot. And you saw it with Clemson last year. And, and I'm sure, you know, you can probably go to Georgia and Alabama this year. They've probably got freshmen making huge contributions on the offensive skill positions. And we lack that because it's too complicated. That's obvious. If he doesn't fix that, then it's going to be Callahan all over again. I mean, Callahan was famous for saying it takes three years for quarterbacks to figure his system out. Well, you know what? This is college. You don't have three years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, that seems what uh, what Frost is is settling on. Uh, oh, it takes a few years for a quarterback to. Well, no, Scott, you you got to make it so they can they can uh, go in spring ball, fall ball, and then know the offense. Yeah, thanks thanks for the call, Chris. We appreciate it. Let's build on that. We got to take a break. Let's build on that. We'll uh, give our thoughts on Chris's call next on Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.